Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Okay, so my guest today is uh, Rebecca Nelson. And if this podcast sounds like you've heard it before, you haven't. Uh, Rebecca is formerly a busker. She's been a PA in a kids' hospital. She's also an international singer. She sang international anthems in front of uh, the Irish rugby team, the French rugby team, the All Blacks, and her largest largest crowd she's ever performed in front of is 82,000 people. She sang for Prince Charles and Prince Harry. She performed with Solomir. Uh, she's the Royal New Zealand Navy's band's official singer. Um, she's currently at the rank of able musician. She sang at Gallipoli in 2015 and in France for the 100-year commemorations for the song. Her new album, Reverence, is out now with the band of the Welsh Guards, and that's supporting a charity called Te Kiwi Maia. And that's why we're here today, because of the last podcast we did, Rebecca kind of touched on Te Kiwi Maia, but we want to push that out a little bit further so that the Cappuccino listeners get to find out just what Te Kiwi Maia is all about. So, welcome back again, Rebecca Nelson. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Constable Brian. How are you doing? All good. So, in 2013, you meet a Royal Marine named Poppy Palsy. Have I got her last name right? Yeah, you got that yeah. correct. Okay. Good old Poppy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's on exchange with the Royal New Zealand Navy Band. And after three months, she leaves and goes back to the UK and is discharged from the Royal Marines after 12 years of service. Poppy loses her purpose, her ID, which is really common for service people when they leave their jobs and spiral into deep depression. Poppy tells you that she's getting help from a charity called Help for Heroes uh, at a place called Tedworth House. And if you don't know um, what Tedworth House is, I suggest you go and Google it. It's an amazing place. And somewhere in Rebecca Nelson's little big brain, I should say, the squirrel starts turning. <laughs> and she starts going, we need something like this in New Zealand. And Te Kiwi Maya is born. Can you remember the exact aha moment for you wanting to start to Kiwi Moya? Yeah, I think it was when I was walking around the grounds of Tedworth House over in the UK. Um, I teed it up to go meet one of the co-founders and to have a look at the facility. And when I was walking around there, I was just like, what in the world is this place? Wow, we really, really need something like this here in New Zealand. I'd never seen anything like it. It was, it's such an amazing facility. And I thought, right, <laughs> what do we do now? Can, can you explain to um, somebody who hasn't been to Tedworth House what actually goes on in Tedworth House for us? The facility has many things, um, anything you can really think of. When I was walking around there, they had um, an amazing gym, one of the best gyms in the UK um, for physical and for disabilities. And then they had... Um, a farm, they had a garden where you could learn to grow vegetables, they had um, an art space and music therapy, they had poetry room, they had this one room which I hating because what I learned was um, they don't say no, so if you go to them and say I'd love to try this, um, what do you think about this, they're not going to turn around and say oh that won't help you, they'll let you try a new activity and see if it works and see what's best for you. And Mark was saying to me, um, I went to them one day and I said, what makes you feel safe? You know, guys, I just, what do you need at this place? And they turned around and they just said, well, you know what? We remember getting on the British Airways 
coming home first class or business class and hopping into our wee pods and putting on our headphones and forgetting where we had just been, what we had just done and what had just happened. And we got to escape and he got thinking and he contacted British Airways and they managed to make a room in this facility of first class. So you walk in there and it sounds like an airplane. It smells like an airplane. It's like dark with a little bit of lighting and there's about eight to ten pods and this is where everyone will go if they are having nightmares and they need to have some time out and they sit in there and they put on their headphones and they get to watch a movie and fall asleep and I thought wow that is phenomenal out of the box like it's weird but it works and that's what I loved about this place Um, it is also equipped for families as well because they also need time Um, to learn and to have some respite care. Uh, So I found that really, really important. And yeah, it was just, it was magical. So it's the whole idea with Tedworth, obviously, because it's funded by Help for Heroes, is the whole idea to rehabilitate, um, get people back up on their feet again, and then get them back out to performing duties for their country or their community? Well, yeah, their facility is set up slightly different to what our one will be. Their mm-hmm. one is set up for veterans only. Yeah. Um, so it is to set them up to give them a new identity and help them um, focus their energy. They help them with courses and finding jobs and w- sorting out their skill sets and thinking, you know, what is next? What is my next part of my journey and my next part of my life? Um, so that's what their focus is. On, and that's what we will do too don't get me wrong but we also are going to be looking after ones who are also in the job to give and the learning and the skills and the tools that you need to be able to go back and do your job so I'm going to ask the question because somebody will ask me anyway how is Poppy now she's good she's really really good she um she did the Invictus Games twice uh, which was amazing, and she got a couple of medals, which was really awesome. And then she did a couple of courses, one in media, and then she's ended up currently over in Australia. Um, her way of an output now is through pottery, so it's a different sort of art rather than playing. And um, so she's creating this amazing pop, uh, pottery over in the Sunshine Coast right now, and just loving life. And if you'd said to her when she was in the Royal Marine, she'd be doing pottery, you would have, yeah. That's awesome. Um, who yeah. was the first person? Who was the first person you told that you were going to set up to Kiwi Mai? Because let's be honest, it's a real big stretch for what you do. Oh. Uh, I want yeah. to do this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I know that you used to performing yeah. in front of people, but yeah, maybe uh. one step. Yeah. So who was the first person you yeah. told? Oh, this is definitely a conversation that I will remember forever. I just come back from Tedworth House. And I was having breakfast with my friend Chris and Haley. And Chris is in the New Zealand Defence Force. He's in the Army and he's a brigadier. And I was telling him about the place. And I was kind of getting frustrated, I guess, of, you know, why don't we have something like this and what can we do? And I remember him turning around and just saying, well, Bex, why don't you just start your own charity? And I thought, oh, yeah, well, you know, number eight wire, New Zealand, why not? So I came home. And I started making conversations with the New Zealand police and fire and emergency. And we, they all jumped on board. And it was really, really simple to be able to put it together and get a deed across the line to the Charitable Trust Committee. And it got signed off within two weeks. It was phenomenal. But 
I think I'll definitely always remember that conversation with Chris because, yeah, that was him on my shoulder going, just do it, Becky. It's fine. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. You don't need any spare yeah. time anyway. What, what are you on about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then I guess you come back to New Zealand and you get mm. Megan and James, who are the sort of co-founders along with you, on board uh, to, to form to Kiwi Meyer. How was that? How was that sales pitch to Megan and James? Because let, let's be honest, we've all had that one friend who's come back from a trip and gone, "Hey guys, I've got a great idea. I've seen it overseas. This would be amazing." What was their reaction? Oh, yeah, Megan was really easy because Megan's really good friends with Poppy. So when I turned to her and said, "We've got to do something," she knew straight away and just jumped on board and was like, "Yep, let's just do it. Crack on." And I trust her so much. She's got the same sort of vision as well of what we ideally would love to be able to have here in New Zealand. Um, James, on the other hand, Bertie, he, he, I mean, it was, my sales pitch was good, I think. <laughs> he is a commander in the Royal New Zealand Navy, so he is my boss yeah. and um, in the reserves. And so when I caught up with him for coffee and I said, look, this is a thing, sir. I need some help. You are a lawyer. <laughs> You know all this terminology that I have no idea and you can talk to this other lawyer that we've got on our um, advisory board. He is amazing and sort out all that kind of stuff that I just, whoo, over my head. Yeah. And he just turned to me and he just said, you know what, I've always said I wanted to go on something but nothing really spoke to me. This speaks to me and I want to be able to help. Let's do this for our people. And I was like, oh. All right. <laughs> After about an hour of me jibber jabbering, yeah. Um, yeah, he turned around and said, "Yeah, let's do it." So that's, it was pretty awesome. awesome. So, if you were going to give us the sales pitch for the listener, what would you say mm. the main goal of Takiwi Maya is? The main goal that I can see in years to come, because no. it won't be straight away. No. It won't be an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. It's going to be a place where people will utilise way before that. So it's going to give people more of a chance to deal with all the traumatic experiences that you guys have on your job and just have some time out to then be able to do your job a lot longer if you choose to or help you just make the next choices in your life, you know. Um, that's what I would love to see. Yeah. Um, now, $64,000 question for you, isn't it? I'm guessing it'll be more than $64,000 as well. How much money do you think it will take? Because I'm guessing the goal is um, a homestead in each island. Is that correct? Yeah, ideally. We would, would love one in, the, in each island. It would just be a lot easier, I think, for people you know, in the South Island to have their own place and likes in the North Island. But you can visit each other's and whatever. That's yeah, exactly. fine. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's going to cost a lot of money. But I also think that New Zealanders know how to make things happen. So if we were to find some land, um, whether it was gifted or whether we leased it for like 100 years or, you know, whatever is out there, has to be the right piece of land. I have got the people that can build it. You know, we've got this amazing defence force here that have the skills to be able to help with this project. Um, companies can jump on board and help donate tools and equipment. So yeah. 
we're going to need a lot of money. But I also think that if the New Zealanders get behind it, we can still make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, how many telethons have we done and those types of stuff? And, you know, we are amazing at fundraising. And I know uh, per capita, I think we give more money than ever. So um, it's really important. Why is the Kiwi Maya needed, do you think? Because there will be some people listening saying, well, come on, the Defence Forces and the police and everybody else, they've all got sort of um, psychologists and they've got welfare officers and that type of stuff. So why is the Kiwi Maya needed, do you think, Bex? That's actually a really good question. I think we in New Zealand, for our mental health, that, that's what the, I'll talk about in this um, setting because we've got mental health and then we also have the physical yeah. health as well. Um, you look overseas and you see what's available in these other countries. I just feel New Zealand is quite behind the ball game. Um, and not just for our serving personnel in general no, yeah. um, for mental health in New Zealand. So I just think that we need to be able to have a facility here um, to show that we are leading the way and looking after our people. It's long overdue. The amount of times that I talk to first responders and I say, you know, this is what we're trying to achieve, you can see in their eyes how broken they are and also at the same time relieved that they haven't been forgotten about. Um, yeah. They know, you know, the thing is with New Zealand is that we're too small. We can't have individual places for individual services like they do overseas. So the fire have their own, the police have their own and defence force. So we have to come together and work together to make this happen. It's just really important that we just start rather than waiting too much longer. Yeah. And Takiwi Mai will deal with both physical and mental well-being or is it just well-being in general that'll deal with no, physical as well absolutely yeah. they go hand in hand yeah. i think that's what um help for heroes had said to me this is the beauty of it you know i've got all their um learnings that they have done all their um mistakes they've been amazing sharing everything with me any kind yeah. of question i had and they said they were far behind with the mental health aspect, and they only handled the physical um, disabilities because they were dealing with people coming back from Iraq or Afghanistan, and they could see it. You know, yeah. these guys were coming back with no limbs, and they you could see what was going on. But then yeah. they saw later that it was also mental health and in their head. So we are, I guess, one step ahead of them because we're setting up now, and we're looking at both at the same time. Yeah. Um, but both as important as each other. Not wrong. How hard was it to get all of the firms on board? Uh, by that, I mean the police, St. John's, the fire, uh, the Air Force, the Navy, um, the Army, of course. How easy was it to get all those commanders on board? It was surprisingly really easy. I yeah. had gone in there with, I guess, walls already put up in my head going, oh, they're going to turn around and say, no, we're fine. We've got our own in-house things that we've got going on and I still remember sitting down with police commissioner Mike Bush and being very open with him and saying you know this is what we're wanting to do and him turning and looking at me saying right let's do it what do you need yeah. and I just thought whoa okay that was a lot easier than I thought but yeah. I think he could see that you know for you and your people and his people is that um, we all have to come together and work together to make this happen um, so yeah, I was I was shockingly surprised. Well, and what about because I know that, we all know that there's a friendly 
rivalry between like the fireys and St. John's and the police, but obviously in the armed forces, you guys have that between the Navy, the army and the air force. What was the reaction oh, yeah. like? What was the reaction like from the army when um, the the songstress from the Navy turned up and said, "Hey, I've got a great idea here, guys." What, what was their reaction? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was interesting for sure, but you know, at the same time, really good. Um, Chief of Army has been to Tedworth House twice, so he was there originally when they were first setting up, um, and when they first went out and said. Um, you know, we, we're wanting to fundraise for a pool. That was how Help for Heroes started. They were fundraising for a pool. And yeah. all of a sudden, they ended up with a million pounds. Yeah. Um, and then it, the money just kept coming in. And so he'd seen um, where they started and where they are now. Um, and he could understand what a facility like that would mean for his people um, and, and first responders. And I think that's so important is a lot of the... NZDF people and personnel will leave and they become first responders. Yeah. All my friends in the reserves, a lot of them are firefighters and police officers and they work for St. John. So they wear all these different hats and so they can kind of understand the d different roles and so they could see how it's important for everybody. Yeah, um, and because it's important to everybody, when, for instance, when people go to Tedworth House, that includes their family does it so that their yes. family gets looked after as well? Yeah, yep. absolutely. They have um, accommodation set up for family rooms. So it's this amazing, you know, um, a bedroom and a lounge and then also um, two single beds for kids and yep. your own bathroom. They have, um, and the, the families are kind of at like one end and then the single people, or if you just want some time out by yourself, are at another. Yep. Um and so, yeah, they teach them the skills of what they're needing to learn to help support, but also give them time out if they yeah. require it. Um, and the kids all get together. And so they have help for hero sisters, help for hero brothers and help for hero children, I think it's called. And so the kids get to go away on camps and kind of be around each other and understand that, you know, they get, they, you know, they're going through this together. And is it how you see Takiwi Maya working, taking in, the, the troops, so to speak, and their families as well? Absolutely. Definitely. Nice. All good. Definitely good stuff. Um, so, question for you. Do you have any locations in mind that you can tell us? Ooh. Or is it just a matter of getting some funding up and then seeing what's available and getting those sappers and those engineers and carpenters and everybody else on board to give you a hand? I think location's key for this. Um, if there is anyone out there that's like, hey, I've got some land, uh, give me a call. But also, ideally, it needs to be near a city that hasn't, like, close enough city for an airport to be able to yeah. transport people, basically. Um, also near a hospital, if we need to call on that. But I do not, I mean, visually, I don't see it in a city. I see it yeah. in a countryside um, so that you have a place of escape and it's, uh, you feel like you've gone away. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you're like at yeah. ease as soon as you walk onto this place. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what where it's going to be. Uh, that's right. And before anybody goes, ah, they're talking about airports and everything else, we're talking once COVID disappears, people. So let's not get too excited about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how is the $64,000 question for you again? How is Takemi Mai going to raise that money? How are, we gonna, how are you going to do it? Oh, um, I think the big money definitely will be coming in from the corporates, um, yeah. sponsorships. 
but I think the New Zealand public, I'm hoping that they get behind this. I know that um, we've just released a T-shirt throughout New Zealand now, and um, it's our first T-shirt, which was designed by Corporal Renee Tyne, who's this amazing artist. And all the emails are coming in now. We've sold over 180 T-shirts, which nice. is phenomenal. And um, they're all, so far, because you can tell, police officers and fire and emergency, St. John, they're all buying up Navy. Um, Megan went round base and sold like, I don't even want to know, like 50. It was amazing. And um, so the, the personnel are getting behind it, which is really lovely to see. But I think what's really important is that we start spreading the word so that the Kiwi public can also back their own local people. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, the, the volunteer fire brigade um, feel that they're looked after and, and the local country police officer um, who, as you know, has probably got not many people in his crew wherever they live um, so that they feel like they're getting the support as well. So I think a lot of the money will be coming from um, Kiwis themselves. Yeah, which, again, isn't a bad thing. We look after our own people. That's just the way we are as Kiwis, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and that's the start of it as well. I think at this stage we're so lucky that, you know, we're so new that we get to set up how you guys want it. Um, yeah. When we go into making it and we're building it, we're going to make sure that you guys all turn up and get your hands dirty so that you feel that you've helped create this place. Yeah. Um, that is not just walk on and you go, oh, this, was, this isn't what I would ideally like. Yeah. Um, it's a massive collaboration. But that's the beauty of the fact that we are in control of it. Is there, so let's say if, some, if you have somebody come up to you and say, look, I need to go into uh, the North Island homestead. We're talking a couple of years down the track here, hopefully as well. Um, is there any charge for that member or their family while they're at the homestead? Do they do they incur no. a charge? No. So it's no. all paid for no. by Takiwi Mai? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. That's how it is overseas and that's how it should be. Okay. And how do you see yourself working in partnership with like, um, the services and the forces sort of welfare teams and organisations like Mental Health Foundation, do you think you will use the Kiwi Mire as a vehicle for service people so that they can promote and not, I'm not going to say prevent uh, mental health issues, but actually encourage people to come forward with mental health issues? Because I know that that's something Help for Heroes does, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's so many amazing organisations out there already in the charity world that are doing incredible things. Um, and also within the police and within FENS and NZDF, they've all set up these really awesome um, uh, programs. So it's so important that we work together and share um, the skills and the tools that we already have with each other. And I mean, like, if there is someone already out there doing, um, something already, whether it be like um, transitioning out from the services into the civilian world. You know, Willie Apiata has set up his his charity for that. And so it's like, well, he's doing that. So we'll work uh, hopefully alongside him rather than us having to do it. So we can team up with people and share and just work together on this massive collaboration. Same with RSA National and all the other RSAs around New Zealand. Um, yeah, there's some phenomenal organisations out there. Yeah, not wrong. Nate, speaking of phenomenal organisations, you have got an incredible advisory board. Uh, if you go to the Te Kiwi Maya website and have a look at it and your Facebook page, 
there are some amazing people there. You've got a brigadier, you've got lawyers, you've got um, uh, an amazing wahine called Joe Shelford there, whose name I'm sure will be very familiar to some Navy personnel as well. Um, do you want to run us through just some of the people that you've got on that board? Because it's, it, let's be honest, it's not a ship of mugs, is it? Yeah, so we have, um, as you said, like a variety of people. We've got the business side of the advisory board and we also have the service personnel side. Um, so if we start with the business side, we've got um, this amazing lawyer who did our deed for us. His name is Jeff Clues. Um, he is a, I shouldn't say lawyer, he's a barrister, um, but he is in the charitable trust world. So he knows everything about the rules and legislations and, and who to contact and he's just incredible with his knowledge it's amazing having him on board um, we have got from the New Zealand Defence Force um, the warrant officer of the New Zealand Defence Force Titch or Mark Mortaboy um, he's representing um, all of Defence Force and again he's extremely passionate about the welfare and well-being of all of our people so that's really cool um, we have got uh, Chris Mullane who is a Vietnam veteran and he's representing a lot of the veterans out there uh, he's involved with a lot of people and a lot of organizations so again bringing a lot of um, information uh, which is fabulous and his daughter Jenny Mullane is a project manager and she's just come back from Canada and she wanted to donate her time to a new charity and she's chosen us because she feels very passionate about this because obviously her dad's a veteran and um, her skill set's been amazing. She's keeping us on track and in line. Beautiful. Yeah, good week. <laughs> Which is what we need. Yeah. Um, we've got Kevin Crum from the um, Fire and Emergency. He is the National Operations Advisor of Carnes. I can't say that word. What carcinogenic. Is it? It's the carcinogenic group. Yes, yeah. I know the yep. one. I've, Thank yep. Yeah. So he is bringing to the forefront the other side that we had no idea about. Yeah. Um, really, really helping with that, which is really cool. And um, we've also got um, Jo Shelford, as we said, and she is, Joanne, she is our cultural advisor. Um, her husband is Buck Shelford, and um, he was, obviously, we all know Bucky, but um, the other side is he was in the Navy, and yeah. their son is in the Navy. And um, so she's bringing, you know, the cultural side, but also having gone through it all um, as well. And then we've also got the fantastic Mitch. Um, she is from St. John and she is a paramedic advisor. And she's also on the Australasian College for Paramedicine of New Zealand. Um, again, she brings a lot of knowledge as well yeah. so we're starting to fill up a lot of the spots which are really important we still have a lot to fill um but we're wanting to get the right people for the job yeah yeah no not wrong either now there's lots of things and um events uh that i see that people are wanting to support to kiwi my so for instance i saw the other day uh that you guys were going to be the charity of choice for the inaugural um, and I'm guessing you and I might miss out on our invites here. Uh, the New Zealand Defence Force, New Zealand Emergency Services Bodybuilding Competition in 2021. Uh, yeah, so, um, and obviously there's also other groups, uh, Tango Kilo Mike, another group uh, which is 
as uh, the use of grappling arts to encourage fit, well, encourage people to get onto the mats and exercise that type of stuff. How do people get hold of Te Kiwi Maya if they want to offer help or they'd like to um, run an event or start an event so that um, they can give you some funding, that type of stuff? Yeah. But, Absolutely. We've obviously got our website, tekiwimaya.co.nz. Yep. Um, we have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Um, but also our email address is info, I-N-F-O, at tekiwimaya.co.nz. So very easy to remember. So just drop us a line. Um, I'm on there all the time. So making sure we're getting the T-shirts out. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and trust me, folks, she is. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, as the... One of the co-founders and as the chairperson, what can the average Kiwi do to help to Kiwi Maya achieve its goals? I think at the moment we really need help spreading the word. Um, so if people could go on our Facebook page and like it and help tell people who we are and what we're trying to achieve. Um, Donation-wise, there is no small donation. Anything is accepted. It all goes into the same pot and it all adds up. Um, so we're trying to tell people, you know, like, don't feel bad if you want to donate $5. It's still $5. A dollar is still a dollar going towards the cause, you know. If you think of how many Kiwis we have in New Zealand, there's, what, over 5 million or Correct, yeah. 4 point yeah. something, yeah? yeah? If everyone donated a dollar, that's the house for, like, how many years? Yeah. So it's the, that kind of attitude to tell people that, you know, um, any kind of help is what we're trying to get, really. Yeah. So where do we follow Takiri Myers progress? Because I know that there'll be lots of people go, oh, I need to follow this on social media or something. So uh, mm -hmm. you got a web address? www.takiwimaya.co.nz uh, Facebook page? Uh, slash Takiwimaya. Nice. Uh, Instagram? Takiwimaya. <laughs> yeah. Highly original. Yeah, yeah. And a Twitter yeah, account I as know, well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Even got a Twitter account as well. Yeah, you? I'm going to go with um, yeah, Takiwi Maya. <laughs> nice. And I know that it will be somebody asked, so I'm going to ask you now. What does Takiwi Maya stand for? Takiwi Maya stands for the courageous Kiwi. Uh, when we were coming up with this name and we were throwing ideas around, what we keep coming back to is the fact is courage is forefront with your jobs. You have to have courage to put your hand up to even want to go do the job. You have to have courage to go do the job and then you have to have courage to put your hand up to say I need help you have to have courage to leave so from start right to the end you have to have courage so I think for New Zealanders when you say to someone oh you know you're a hero they don't they don't listen to that we're all like oh it's the job stop it yeah. but if you turn around and say actually well you have courage to get up every day out of bed put on that uniform and go out on the front line that's so important and it's something that I think um, a lot of people, and I know first responders, don't seem to think that they have or they think it's, you know, just their job, as I said. So we made it the Courageous Kiwi for that reason. Yeah, perfect. So that is amazing singer, amazing human being, and I have to be honest, I'm very proud to call you a friend. Uh, my buddy, Rebecca Nelson, and to Kiwi Mai, uh, keep up the magic that you do, lady. You are so impressive. Love you to bits. Uh, so Aww. if you are wanting to help to Kiwi Maya, make sure that you visit those websites. Make sure you follow the social media feeds. And please, anything that you can give, you can buy a T-shirt or anything else like that, 
please make sure that you can do it. You can even buy one of Rebecca's CDs, uh, Reverence, which uh, some proceeds from that go towards Te Kiwi Mai as well. And there's also a few Welsh guards on there as well, I believe. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all good. Good work. Nice work. And that's us. Thanks for coming. Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss his next podcast.